Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is September the 20th of 2023. Glad you guys are up with us this morning. My family comes back into town today. That's nice. Are you excited? Yeah. It is weird, like, being in your house with Mm -hmm. nobody to talk to. Yeah. Like, I talk to the dogs, and sometimes I just sing my songs I sing. Well, and you like to be big and bad and say you love it, but when all in all reality, you miss them. No, see, we need little bits of time to do what we want, mm-hmm. and then, like, but that doesn't have to be, like, three or four days. I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, anyway, it's nice to have some people around. So they're back later on today, so I'll try to find something to do. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, today is National Fried Rice Day. Okay, like that. It's a big one, right? We used to get fried rice all the time. I love it. My mom, there was a place in Texas called Kathy's Walk. Mm-hmm. W-O-K. Okay. So Kathy's Walk. Yeah. And we'd get different fried rice. And my mom would always be like, I want either chicken fried rice or shrimp fried rice or something like that. Which one would you go for? Normally shrimp. Hmm. I like the shrimp. All one. right. But there's not a lot of shrimp in there. I'd, I'd complain about the fact there weren't that many pieces of shrimp. Yeah. You have to cut up the, the three shrimp to make it into nine shrimp. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like. Uh, today's also National Pepperoni Pizza Day, mm-hmm. National Punch Day. Like so. punch in the face or punch? I don't. I don't drink. think it's punch in the face. Oh. I don't think that's good. Darn. <laughs> huh? What? You weren't thinking. No. You're not thinking what I think you were thinking, are you? What? Punch you in the face? No. It's also National String Cheese Day. How do you eat your string cheese? With my mouth. No. Do you bite it or do you pull pieces off? Ooh, it kind of depends. When I was young, it was definitely pulling the pieces off. That way the string cheese would last longer. Well, I like pulling the pieces off as an adult. Oh, you do that now? Yeah. Oh, see, I stopped that. I just go right in for the bite because then you have that, like, rubbery cheese. Huh. Okay. Which is a different texture of cheese. Like, I don't really like the, the slices of cheese, like the ones in... The Velveeta slices. Like, I like them if I'm going to do, like, a grilled cheese. I get that. But I said the other day, like, if you throw a piece of cheese, like that cheese up against the wall, it's going to stick to it. Like, I don't know if that's food. Yeah. No, I get that. String cheese, Uh not exactly the same. Yeah. But I do like the the consistency of it. Mm -hmm. I get that. Anyway, Wednesday morning is here. We do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. That's coming up this morning as well. Here we go. It's a brand new day. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. If I were to walk into your house right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how clean would it be? 10 being the cleanest. An 8. Oh, dang. Yeah, I've been keeping it pretty clean. That's great. Yeah, when you don't have many people that live in your house, it's really easy. (laughs) That's true. I have a wife, so. Uh, Don't start. What do you mean don't start? Don't start. No, I have a wife. I was just declaring Uh I have a wife. Thank you for You know I have a wife. No, yeah, we do. I also have a son. And they're messy. Yeah. I'm not that messy. Like, if I had the house to myself like you do, my house would be clean all the time, 100% spotless. Hmm. Because I just do stuff as I do it. Yeah. But I don't want to do other people's stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I totally understand. I'll do that when I'm gone. They say the average person says their home is only clean 11 days out of the year. Wow. Like, and we're talking about, like, completely clean. Like, we straight. And yeah. a lot of people straighten their right. homes. Mm-hmm. But out of the entire year, completely clean every single room, everything's put away, only 11 days out of the 365. 
And I totally get that and I understand that because I had three kids at one time, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so when you have young kids, there is no just, you can straighten up and tidy, but there's no reason to get all upset because it's just not going to happen. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, and that, that was one of the things that Grover Nell Grisham used to tell me whenever we had just had Kai, right? She was our coworker for many, many years here. And she was like, no, let your kids do what they want to do. Don't don't be too hard on them because at one point when they move out, you're going to wish that you had better memories. And like if they want to color yeah. on the wall, let them color on the wall. I was like, I don't know about that, Grover, about coloring on the wall or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, I think you need to have your boundaries with your, your kids. It's not a free-for-all, but yeah, I mean. I mean, they're only young ones, yeah. right? But I thought that was interesting. They say that if you look at the the amount of time that most people, like the average person, spends cleaning, uh, and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to go, oh, my gosh, this is me. Out of the entire year, we spend six full days cleaning. Oh, my gosh. So when you really think about that, let's do the the math on that. I'm going to say most that of my w- friends will say it's more than that. That's 144 hours out of the year cleaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think it's more? I think it's more because it's constant. It is constant. It's not like... Today I'm going to clean the house. It's you're constantly having to clean, and then if it's the summertime or if you're on vacation, it's dinner, uh, lunch, dinner, and you clean the kitchen after every time. Mm. Like it's just, it's never ending. That's what drives my wife crazy about eating at home. And it's like we, the idea of eating at home. Hey, it's healthier and it's going to not cost as much money. But the amount of stress it adds by More having work. all the dishes and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, when it comes to cleaning, the average person has pretty much six things on their list that they need to do on their to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the most common one is vacuuming uh, and then mopping the floors and laundry. Yeah. Things that get overlooked. I thought this was interesting. Why don't you tell me what you think gets overlooked? Okay. You you pick something. What do you think people overlook in their house? Um, I don't know. They say cleaning appliances is number one. Maybe like phones or something that everyone uses, like the handle to the um, refrigerator. Mm-hmm. The microwave. Mm-hmm. You ever have the dirty microwave where it, like stuff is you know spilled over it and crusted? Been, yes. They say dusting is also a big deal. People like we get so busy trying to tidy up, we forget to dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, it's wild to think about this, but the average person says their home is only completely clean 11 days out of the year. Call Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly, 870-935-5346. All right, good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show high five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to the faculty and students at Batesville High School. So this all starts in the classroom of social studies teacher Constance Johnson. So Constance is teaching class, and all of a sudden, as she's walking around, she hears a sound, and she thinks that somebody's dropped a book. Mm -hmm. She turns around to find out that one of her students has fallen out, has fallen from the desk to the floor. And they go over and realize that this young guy is laying in the floor, he's turning blue, he's not breathing, and he has no pulse. Mm -hmm. So this teacher all of a sudden has to spring into action in front of the entire class. And she said basically she instructed the students, hey, you guys call 911. Mm-hmm. Let them know what's going on. You go and get the school nurse and you run to the office to let everybody know what's going on. So here comes the nurse down. Here comes the principal and stuff like that. So the nurse, who's Brandy Fleetwood, she gets down with an AED and is able to start working on the student. 
once they get some reaction there, the assistant principal, Kevin Bledsoe, was able to follow up with chest compressions. Y'all, oh my goodness. This is all literally happening in front of the students. And they say within two minutes, two to three minutes, all of a sudden this young man was semi-revived. The ambulance gets there and they take him off to White River Medical Center. Goodness. They say it's a cardiac event and now the young student's okay and safe, but the staff is so well-trained and the students jumped in to help that they all knew exactly what to do in that moment. How incredible is that? Amazing. So here's to you, to the faculty and the students at Batesville High School. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Wake up, wake up. Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. The best start to my day. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is September the 20th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on George Strait. All my exes live in Texas. Well, it looks like George Strait is back in a recording studio. There's a photo that was posted by the music producer, Tony Brown. And in the studio, there's George Strait and a bunch of people on his team who typically write music with George and Chris Stapleton's in there as well. Uh, The caption says, new music from George Strait, Castle Recording Studios, Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, And then it says the TB team. So I'm sitting here thinking, uh, George has already said he wants to work on new stuff. He wants to put an album out. And it only makes sense with the big tours coming up mm-hmm. that we might have new music from George Strait before the end of the year. We have country music news today on Sam Hunt. Body like a back road, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve like the back of my So Sam and his wife Hannah have about six weeks left before their, ch- their second child arrives, and they still haven't found out the gender, and it's oh. on purpose. So in a recent interview, Sam said that they are waiting to the day to find out. Sam says, quote, I'm really not a planner. I sort of fly by the seat of my pants, so it's been easy on me. It took a minute to talk Hannah into it, but she's on board. It was hard for her for a while, but we're both excited about finding out on the day of. Now, did you guys know that Kai was a boy before he was born? Oh, yeah. We knew as soon as we could go and do the gender test. That's exactly how I was. I don't understand. I envy the people that can be like, oh, yeah, let's just not not plan and just wait for a surprise let's buy all green and yellow things and just wait is that what you do you buy non-gender specific colors yeah that's kind of crazy yeah so uh the new baby will be joining sam and hannah's daughter lucy lou who is just over a year old so a fun six weeks up ahead for sam and hannah as they get things ready for baby number two this baby is going to be named cameron diaz watch why if the first one's lucy lou this one's got to be cameron diaz they're gonna have the charlie's angels And country music news today on Thomas Rhett. Congratulations to Thomas. He scored his 21st career number one song with Angels. So Thomas says Angels is officially the number one song at country radio this week, marking my 21st number one record. I'm so humbled and grateful to be on this journey and even more excited for what the next decade and beyond of music holds. Congratulations to Thomas Rhett on his 21st number one single. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. 
She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know there are 293 ways to make change for a dollar? What? Number one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, right. (laughs) Is that real, though? That's a lot. That's more Mm -hmm. than I would have thought. Did you know when Electronic Arts went public, they told John Madden he could have as much stock as he wanted for helping them with the Madden game. He asked what they meant by have, and they said he could buy shares at the opening price. He said, heck no, but then later admitted that was the dumbest thing he ever did in his life because within the first 10 years, the share price shot up almost 900%. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He would have had no idea. I mean, they were banking on him and he Mm -hmm. didn't bank on himself. That's crazy. And did you know when Kenny Chesney received his first ever guitar for Christmas, he named it the Terminator. Kenny then started learning how to play it by teaching himself and the rest is history. Never seen him in concert. He's good in concert, y'all. Kenny Chesney. There's Kenny Chesney with his Terminator. And if you didn't know, now you know. You're listening to Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. If you've been worried about who is going to be turning the letters on Wheel of Fortune, we know who it's going to be. Who? Well, you know Pat Sajak's leaving, right? Ryan Seacrest is going to become the new host of Wheel of Fortune. The question was, was Vanna White going to stay after Pat Sajak left, right? Mm -hmm. And she has signed a new deal. Uh Uh-oh. She was the one, if you remember, she came out to say she hadn't received a raise in like a long, long time. Yeah. But she was making over $3 million a year to turn those letters, and they say that she signed on for two more years, and she was able to get a substantial increase in her money to stay. So, yeah, it'd be weird, I guess, if they both were gone at the same time. Yeah, but it might also be weird for her to be there with somebody else's host. I don't know. I guarantee you, it'll feel weird. I still think Maggie Sajak needs a role in that show. I think eventually, if they keep that going, maybe she will. I'm gonna petition for that. Hey, there's a Katy Perry story out today that she sold her music catalog, and she sold this for an amount of money that blew me away. And it's not because, like, her music isn't good. I just didn't realize the value would be this high. Mm -hmm. And I guess it all depends on who the buyer is, Mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, whatever the perceived value is is what somebody's going to pay for it. So this company called the Litmus Music, they're called Litmus Music, they paid $225 million for her library. Oh, my goodness. That includes songs like this. It includes songs like this. And this. I mean, there's good ones, right? This one. This one. So basically, when somebody buys a music library, they get everything. They own everything. And they get all the royalties that come with that. She's had seven number one, 16 multi-platinum singles and all that. But it was worth $225 million to Litmus Music. And she has a lot of anthems, like Firework and all that. So anytime there's like a commercial or something that's talking about, you know, somebody... I don't know, doing a good job or, or being motivational. I feel like they use that, the firework or... Uh, Roar. Yeah, yeah. They, they use that. So she might end up 
getting a lot more money. So she made uh, she made more money than Motley Crue. Oh. They sold their library for one hundred fifty million dollars. Again, Katie did two twenty five. How about this one? Justin Bieber sold his for two hundred. Oh gosh! So Katy Perry made more than Bieber. Now coming in at three hundred million, so more than Katy Perry. Tina Turner, she sold her music catalog for three hundred million. Phil Collins, three hundred million. But the top dog of the list is Bruce Springsteen, who sold his music catalog for five hundred million. But when you hear those numbers, you think Katy Perry is—is is that's the right number for her two hundred twenty-five mil? Yeah, you're like, oh, is that all? But then when you start comparing it, like to everybody else, I'm like, oh, that kind of puts it in perspective. Your initial thought was, oh, that's all. Kind of. Really? But but I don't understand numbers. Like, I understand a million is less than a billion. Sure. But, like, it, when you start giving me the other numbers with other artists, that's where I'm like, oh, okay. $225 million for the music catalog of Katy Perry. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 61-year-old guy in Northern California got stabbed by a random trespasser, but then pulled the knife out and stabbed him with it. This happened near Napa, just north of San Francisco. The trespasser is 33-year-old Andrew Dixon. Well, the homeowner's power went out around 9 a.m., so he walked outside and Andrew was there. Now, it's not clear if he'd cut the power, but it might have been a burglary gone wrong. They ended up fighting and Andrew stabbed the guy in the back. But then the homeowner pulled out a knife and stabbed Andrew in the torso with it. Oh my gosh. He used the knife to subdue him until police arrived. Neither suffered life-threatening injuries. Andrew was arrested for assault, elder abuse, and attempted murder. The 61-year-old homeowner held his own against a 33-year-old. Oh my gosh, good for him. Speaking of being able to protect yourself, how does a shelf defend itself? Ooh gosh, how does a shelf defend itself? They learn Shelf defense. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Every morning is better when it starts with Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Hi. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, September the 20th of 2023. Local birthdays. Local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Skyla Durham of Smithville, who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday. There is a party happening right around there. A party. That's what I think is happening. Probably already, probably already party. And I don't think you were invited. Or were you? Wait a minute. I don't think I ever got an invitation. Uh-oh. I wonder if my invitation got lost in the mail. I'm sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I never get invited to much of anything anymore? Huh. I don't know. What's happened there? Anyway, Skyla Durham celebrates her birthday today, so happy birthday, and we appreciate you uh, listening to us. Uh, Gatlin Holcomb of Harrisburg is 13 years old. Gretchen George in DeWitt is celebrating. Chrissy Harrison of Paragould. Paige Linton of Truman has a birthday. Josh Johnson of Jonesboro. Nelson Woodard in Wynn. Happy birthday and love from Ashley and the girls. Happy birthday, Nelson. Rena Eskew. 
of Jonesboro celebrating love from Chase, Amanda Ramsey, and Wynn. We have Mandy Hammett of Jonesboro celebrating Christy Smith is celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday and love from Jason and the boys. Happy birthday. Let's hear it for the boys. Let's get the boys a hand. Brett Mize of Memphis is celebrating a birthday today, as is Dodie Argo from Conway. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Young Jock. He's 43. You may remember him from this song. It's going down. It's going down. If y'all could just see him. It's going down. <laughs> Young Jock is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday today to Gunner and Matthew <gasps> Nelson. They're 56 today, Brandon. Kristen Johnson is 56. That's Sally on Third Rock from the Sun. Nuno Betancourt is 57 from Extreme. More than words is all you have to do to make it. Happy birthday to Nuno Betancourt. Happy birthday to Gary Cole. He's 67. That was Kent Davidson on Veep and Andrew Klein on Entourage. George R.R. Martin is 75, the author of Game of Thrones. And happy birthday today to Philip Phillips. He's 33, the season 11 winner of American Idol. Just know you're not alone. Because I'm going to make this place your home. Philip Phillips is celebrating it today. Come on, come on, come on. Won't you turn? I liked him. He has a new single. His new single is called Dancing With Your Shadow. That's good, right? Yeah. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Philip Phillips, who turns 33 today. Happy birthday, Philip Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the good doctor. Feel good. He's the one that makes you feel all right. He's the one they call. Feel good. And he's going to be your Frankenstein. I've got one thing you'll understand. Dr. Dr. Shane's Boy. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is a real-life dean. He is a doctor. He is a lover of people. He's a humanitarian. He takes out his trash. Maybe you should stop while you're ahead. He helps you're making old ladies nervous. across the street. Okay, yes, all of that. All of that. <laughs> Dr. Shane Spites. What's up, man? Just taking out the trash, Brandon. That's Come on, all it man. is, taking out the trash. Well, I got some sitting okay. here across from... I, well, how did I what? know you were going to say that? <laughs> okay. How do you feel this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How about you guys? No, we feel all right. I'm caffeined up. Are you caffeined up? Or are you against caffeine? No, no, no. I, uh, no, coffee's great for you, actually. There's... um. Coffee and black tea. Um, so there's actually good studies in both of those. Hmm. 
I've been so, to a couple of yeah, restaurants. Now, you don't want you don't want caffeine after three in the afternoon, though. Remember that. Yeah, I mean, caffeine has a it's got a, a half life, which means half of the drug is broken down in about six hours. So caffeine after three can linger in your system and actually interfere with your REM sleep. Huh. Hey, I think it's interesting, and I know it is, but like for you to describe caffeine as a drug, I think that's interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we forget um, a lot of things like that. You know, a lot of things that um, that even can occur naturally are still technically drugs that we take into our body that the body has to do something with. It's got to break it down, or it's got to use it, or, you know, maybe it changes it into a different molecule. And so, yeah, chemically, we have to look at a lot of those things. So like broccoli, mm-hmm. though, we have to consume mm-hmm. that and our body has to work through broccoli. Would broccoli be a drug? No, no broccoli itself is not a drug. But now within um, within the broccoli, there's going to be different chemicals, obviously. We talk about vitamins and nutrients, but all yeah. these are organically you know, created. Um, and so your body takes these different vitamins, these different nutrients, and does things with them. And so it may, it may take this one vitamin, shuffle it over here and do this with it. It may take a different one and do it over here. One may hang around longer than the other one. So to speak. So to to describe something as a drug, does it have to have addictive properties, though? Um, no, no, that's not true. Because um, I mean, like we have high blood pressure medicines or drugs. Okay, I am so I addicted. Of, to I got a lot of people that aren't addicted to those. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, just the opposite. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So anyway, we talked to the doctor. He is uh, probably uh, probably like the second smartest person that's on the phone right now uh, behind okay. me. Um, but anyway, we always maybe t- third, maybe third, <laughs> second or third. We always ask him to give us great advice uh, and tell us what's going on in the medical in the medical space with Doc Talk with Doctor Shane Spites. What did you bring to us today? You know, I got a couple of things. One thing I want to mention, just because it's starting to hit the news. And I know some people are going to roll their eyes. Just bear with me. I'm at least going to put it out there. But it's starting to hit the news. I know in the last couple of days, and you're going to hear more about it in the coming weeks. There was a different COVID variant we're following. It's called a BA286. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing a little bit of chatter about it. And you're thinking, what's the big deal? Because it's, it's in a few states now, but it's like, like nobody's got it. Like next to nobody has it. So why is it a big deal? The reason why the scientists are watching that one is because it it's, genetically different than all the other ones we've had and you say okay we've heard this before too mm-hmm. what happens is here in the u.s when it when it comes to covid like i mean i think we've done some blood test studies so we look at like the at the you know when people donate blood we'll kind of like look at antibodies and stuff like that and kind of get an idea of how much the national population has been exposed to different things something like 90 plus percent of the u.s population has antibodies we think to to covid so you've oh, either wow. been infected you got to vaccine, you got infected, didn't know it, and you know, whatever it was, basically everybody's got what we call, you know, some immunity to it. When you see when you see a variant come up though that can act like a new one. And what I mean by that is it acts like none of the others and because it's changed so much, the problem is your immunity doesn't work well against that. And so it's kind of like hitting and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, but it's not exactly it's almost like hitting a reset button. It's like, okay, reset. This is going to be a new one, you know, in terms of what you get exposed to. Um, I'm saying that because it doesn't look like it's causing a lot of severe disease. Not a lot of people have this. It's just one being watched, but the news is making a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not making a big deal about it right now, but you may be hearing about it on the news. It's something really just that we're watching, but sometimes, you know, slow news day and you may, you may pick it up. 
I've seen a few more people recently that have put the masks back on in public. Is that because, I mean, and we know like around Arkansas and in Northeast Arkansas specifically, more COVID cases are out there. Uh, Are you seeing more masks coming into the clinic? You know, I see a few of them. And we'll have, um, we'll have, I mean, in our clinic, we have sick people masks. I mean, masks are good even like in flu and RSV. You don't want somebody else getting sick. You know, I don't need my nurses getting sick. I don't need my, you know, my doctors getting sick. And so we'll we'll do that. So don't be surprised if you go into a clinic and people are wearing masks. Um, that's usually to protect everybody else or the front office staff or things like that because we need them to work. Um, I think that you'll see mask wearing as we get into the fall and into the winter months because people that don't want to get sick <clears throat> will wear a mask um, just out of their own choice, not because of any policy or anything. They just like look, I don't, you know, I don't want to miss work or I don't want to be in bed for two days with a an illness, and so I'm going to wear a mask just to and now. The nice thing would be is if you see somebody who's sick um, wearing a mask and kind of, you know, maybe reducing the, mm-hmm. the chances of spreading it to somebody else. But really, ideally speaking, if you're sick, you should stay home and key and, and not infect other people. Let me ask you this, and I, I never want to be um, adversarial, but I do want to present another side to get your opinion on things. Because, you know, we, we yeah. all hear different things and we see different things through social oh, media no, yeah. <clears throat> and YouTube and stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff a few months ago about how the masks weren't effective and the masks might have done more damage if you didn't use the right mask at the right time and didn't know how to use it. What's your take on that? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm going to get real simplistic. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I mean, legit, I guess what I mean by that is. Yeah, if you wore the mask down around your chin, it didn't work. <laughs> okay. I mean, and this is and a little, and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm really not. But I mean, it didn't take much common sense to look at somebody who was wearing the mask around the bottom of their chin while they're, or when they bring the mask down to talk to you, it doesn't work. I mean, it's just, it's like, come on, guys, this is this is really this is literally not rocket science. So if you pull your mask off to talk to me and you're sick, you're still spreading whatever it is you've got as you're talking to me. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> I, we, yeah, when in terms of not wearing the mask appropriately, it's like, look, if it covered your nose and your mouth, eh, you're pretty good. Now, we got you're right in the middle of the pandemic. We got all kinds of crazy about, you know, leakage around the size of the mask. I was reading those studies and it got it got painful in terms of what some of that stuff looked like. But. Well, and some of the it stuff really I was reading was, well, they were saying like some what? of the, the particles and like the mask wasn't good for you and the particles in the mask could be I bad. Know. Uh, in, in terms of the mask not being good for you because of the particles that you were breathing out? Well, just because of whatever the fabric was or whatever the mask was made of. I saw all kinds of stuff. And some people were saying the N95s, like if you don't know how to use them and you have to be trained in the hospitals how to use them, that we were using them wrong and all that stuff. I think we made a big deal about that, I'll be honest with you. I think it goes back to when your mother said, cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze, she was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so whether you cough or sneeze into your, into your arm, you know, or whether, you know, you've, you've got a, you know, if there's some sort of barrier that's preventing, you know, you from getting somebody else sick or from you getting sick, I mean, it's going to be better than nothing. Right. Um, are there, are there absolutely, you know, you know, better masks and excellent masks. And yes, the N95 mask, which is exhausting to wear, you know, all day long, you know, bless their hearts in the healthcare uh, community. They had to wear those all day, especially in the ICUs. I mean, those are, you want to talk about our, um, our healthcare warriors. I mean, those individuals, doctors, nurses, techs, everybody that were doing that, uh, you know, 12 hours plus a day, <clears throat> that, that's just exhausting. Those do, you know, that's a different scenario. Uh, but just out and about going to the, grocery store and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, um, 
I think you'll see some people wear them because, and I've heard of this already, just so that you know, I've heard some people say, you know, well, look, I got this wedding I need to go to mm-hmm. in, in a week or two. And I do, I, I do not want to miss this wedding. Right. And so they'll be wearing a mask because of that. I yeah. get it. Yeah. You know, I, and that, that kind of makes sense to me. I got some big event coming up. I got some big thing at work or whatever. I've got to get this done. I don't want to get sick. Um, I think that's fair because there's a lot of sickness going around right now. I mean, there's a lot. We, we've been seeing it the last several weeks. We're going to see more of it here in the next couple of weeks. So just kind of be prepared. Um, but it's just, you know, we're, we are seeing some higher hospitalizations, but that's with an older population. So really, and that kind of comes back to one thing I want to mention, <clears throat> the um, if you're at high risk for hospitalization, you should be, you know, you should be watching this more closely. If you're somebody with an underlying lung disease, a heart disease, if you're over the age of 65, I mean, those individuals need to be paying more attention because they're at higher risk of severe disease. All right, so off the COVID thing, because I know people, yeah, yeah. They, they really don't love hearing about that. We, we want to try to pretend like it's not happening. I don't love hearing, yeah, I don't love hearing <laughs> about it either. <laughs> what else you got for us today? Again, Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT right. College. So, this may or may not come as a surprise to you. There's a new study that came out, mm-hmm. and it looked at heart health and mortality. Okay based on frequency of intimacy. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Hang on. Let me text my <laughs> wife to turn I, I on I read that radio. article, and I was like, Brandon's going to be all over this one. <laughs> Thanks Leslie, a lot. Leslie, did you hear Dr. Shane Spikes today? <laughs> I know, and that's what I was, I was like. I, you know, and I'm kind of careful, too. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to. They're going to be households that are going to be like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Tread lightly, Dr. Spikes. Basically, I'm going to tell you what and, and I think I right now. This, and I'm Go ahead. She's trying to kill me. Brandon Baxter. <laughs> and, not, and, not, and not in the positive. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of eye rolling going on. Um, <clears throat> Eyes getting stuck. On this one. It was an article that came, article that came out in June, um, and it looked at frequency mm-hmm. of intimacy and all-cause mortality between um, this certain subgroup of individuals. It was about 4,500 um, patients, and these were actually patients that had underlying hypertension, so they were at high risk of higher risk of cardiovascular disease anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did. Now, um, obviously, they um, this was <clears throat> reported, so they had to report, you know, frequency. But those with higher frequency had lower cardiovascular risk and lower all-cause uh, mortality in those patients. Give me your bell. Give uh, it to me. Oh, this is great! <laughs> this is great news. <clears throat> For some people. Uh-huh. So, now, 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 I'm, there are lots of caveats to this. No, so, Shane, stop with that. Yes, please talk about the caveats. <laughs> no more caveats. <laughs> we, we just, we know this is... The, now, I mean, all kidding aside, we know that <clears throat> that activity in general is good for your heart. Yes. If, you know, just, you know, and we talk about physical activity and we talk, uh, you know, talk about staying regularly active. And, and truthfully, all kidding aside, you know, they're, they're, this is not the first time we've heard this um, or heard anything about this. So this is not the first time this, is, this has come about. Um, this is just another kind of study that kind of um, corroborates, you know, what's already been said uh, in terms of some, some uh, heart health or cardiovascular health that goes along with that. So um, now that's not um, – you want to make sure, obviously, you know, that you're – I think what, what's the what's – the, um, what does the uh, – 
commercials say that your heart is healthy enough for internet activity. <laughs> Please talk to your doctor uh, before. Make sure that you talk to your physician before embarking upon any of these. Uh, I'm going to call Shane. Uh, hey, Shane, am I good? <laughs> no, no, yeah. Here's the thing. Shane, I'm let me doctor, know if I'm good. I'm not your doctor. <laughs> Leslie's going to have to talk to her physician. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah both no. physicians have to agree. No. It's yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you were my so friend. I, I came across that. Yeah, I thought I was like Brandon's going to love that article. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have, to I'm gonna have to bring that one up. But um, yeah, that's I, I it's very you, important. You would enjoy that. One. Well, it's a very important part of yeah, life, yeah. and it's for mental health mm-hmm. as well, and physical health, mm-hmm. and emotional health, and relationship health. Okay. Well, and on the opposite around. end, there what? was an article that came out about sedentary lifestyle okay. um, and higher risk of dementia. Oh, so gosh, this right. is this is specifically people that are sixty and older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and this is this is kind of a, a cautionary uh, piece. Um, and I've heard this and I've seen this, so people need to be aware of this. As we get older, and typically you're going to hit, um, you know, sixty, sixty-five or so. That's your retirement time. Mm-hmm. And so one of the one of the, the kind of a fatal flaw that can happen during retirement is, hey, I don't have to go to work now. I don't have anything I have to do. And so because individuals are not um, they're not tied to something like a responsibility, they spend more time sitting. They spend more time sitting and watching TV or, you know, maybe it's reading or things like that. But they have a much higher sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. We really need to encourage and work against that. Um, so this is a study that kind of further, it was a UK study of 50,000 people, um, over in England. Um, and it showed that the dementia risk or their cognitive decline went up with their sedentary behavior. And so basically individuals sitting, the longer you sit around, the higher your risk of dementia was. Um, and this is individual 60 and older, but, um, I, again, I say that because that's a, that's a classic um, mm-hmm. uh, time frame when people are going to retire and look at doing things differently, and sometimes they find themselves sitting at home. Well, I've seen it multiple different times when somebody retires, especially if they if they retire even later, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh, they worked all their lives, they retired, and then they got sick and and they didn't make it. And a lot of that is because that activity was great for them. I mean, it really was staying busy. No, you're absolutely right. So you've got to. I mean, again, retirement's great. Mm-hmm. Find a second career. Yeah. Find a sec- Find something that is that somebody's going to depend upon you to be there or to be involved or to show up. Um, I I can't, um, I really, I can't overstate that enough. Uh, That that, that's so important to, um, even as we get older, we maintain that activity, Um, you know, and that's a great time to be involved in the community, Mm -hmm. to to serve, to volunteer, um, you know, to kind of continue to give back and be involved. Well, I think the takeaway from that is is really, you know, we we all look forward to retirement, but the truth is, is life is not about enjoyment. It, we're not supposed to enjoy life. We're supposed to work our whole lives. <laughs> I don't know about that. Right, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. uh, <laughs> That's my takeaway. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm a miss. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know. Hey, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with us. And again, you guys can uh, check him out on the socials. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites. Have a great week, yeah, man. Talk to you. Talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. He is back on the radio with us. You can't keep him off the radio. B-O-B-O-B-O. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. B-O-B-O. B-O.
Y'all, he is, uh, I don't know what his title is. He works in athletics at Arkansas well, State. He's Brad Bobo. What's up? Hey, true story. Uh, that is uh, that that song you just played to welcome me in is my alarm. No, it's not. On my phone. It absolutely is. He lives and breathes and bleeds a state. Is there any I truth that, state. that you walk down the aisle to that song? No, that's not true, but I'm going to tell you what. But I'll tell you what is true. Wikipedia. Uh, they, they gave us that, that message. It, but the, the, this is the, the honest to goodness truth, and my wife knows this. And honestly, I think now it even kind of uh, co-signed. We, uh, not about walking down the aisle, but if I could change one thing about my wedding, it'd be that that's what we would walk up at, at the end to. Aww. You know, I was talking to Paige the other day. She said if there was one thing she could change about your wedding, it would be the husband. Brandon! <laughs> you knew that was coming. I could hear it in his voice. He knew where that was going. <laughs> hey, Bobo. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Hey, just uh, I want to give you a public uh, thanks because the game day environment the last couple of weeks at Arkansas State football. Uh, I know people have bragged on it. I saw it on social media. Um you know, it's been good, and, and it you know, it's just it's kind of like it's cool to see people coming back into the stadium and mm-hmm. to you know have fun as a community because really your job is to you know let people know the game's coming to do fun things around the game and then it's up to the team to get out there and do their deal. But hey, your part's been great. Well, uh, thank you. There's I mean, obviously a lot of people involved in that, and like we're all I mean we're constantly um, you know tweaking and changing things and. Yeah, I even talked about some of those on our podcast this week. Um, yeah, because I mean, I, you, know, you, you, there's you know, this game script. You know, is kind of this livid, breathing document that's ever changing. But like week to week, I'm sitting there going through it, and we see something that you know could be better or needs change. I mean, I just you know I'll write it down on like I, there's you know notes written all over last week's script, mm-hmm. little tweaks to make to this week. So you know we're we're we, we don't kind of just get to the season and say, well, that's it. We're going to let it ride out. We're always trying to, to make the experience better. And, uh, and you know, for this week, hey, this is uh, – it's just huge um, because I don't care what conference you're in, conference play matters the most. Mm-hmm. And we get to start it at home. And it's the last time we're home for a month, so we need to definitely make some hay this Saturday. So really, uh, this is the game. When it when when the games start to matter, this is the one that really starts to matter. So I mean, the, the other games have happened, and you know we we can't turn back the clock on those games. But like the ones that really matter in the Sun Belt, the ones that like it's almost like we're starting over, right? Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to be three and zero right now, sure. But uh, if we were sitting here at three and zero right now with wins over Memphis and Oklahoma, even <laughs> and then Stony Brook. They wouldn't. They don't measure you. They don't get your ring size for those. Yeah, like the ones where they, the ones where you get size for a ring, are the ones that start, you know, Saturday night, and it's a big deal. Hey, we have not played the Sunbelt Conference opener at home since 2016. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! Six straight seasons we've had to play the first conference game of the year on the road, and so. It's way overdue for that to change, and it finally does this weekend. Hey, I heard a lot of people talking about uh, you know the sponsor, the game day sponsor from uh, last week. You know, Coca Cola was the sponsor of last week's game, 
And they had yep. those commemorative Coke bottles out there, and people seemed to really yeah. dig those. Yeah, and listen, I, I, t- I mean, I'll talk with you guys about it. Like, we, we ran into it like a, a little bit of a logistics issue on, you know, on like when your when your promotional item is something that's on the prohibited items list. <laughs> it wasn't like you know, the first five hundred fans get a handgun, right? <laughs> it was, but 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 you know, it, it, so we had to kind of work through some stuff with that. But yeah, people enjoyed those. I've seen this week's promotional item. They showed up yesterday. Uh, this week's game sponsor is Greenway. They rolled up yesterday with 1,000 uh, trucker caps that have a Greenway logo and a Red Wolf on them. Uh, first 1,000 are getting those this week. They're really sharp. And we will hand those out inside the gate as the first 1,000 people come in Saturday. So can you send us a picture of that or tweet it so we can all see what they look like? Because that's cool. Yeah. I think sure, people yeah, we'll need to know what those there. items look like because when they know if they, you get there early, you get this stuff mm-hmm. when you walk through the gate. That's pretty neat. Absolutely. We'll put it out there. And, um, yeah, I talked about, you know, opening conference play at home mm-hmm. in 2016. I don't know how many, what, how many people remember the 2016 season, but at the time, uh, we were 0-4 and, and had lost to UCA. Oh, wow. And so and it was, you can imagine, uh, the ringing of hands and gnashing of teeth that was taking mm-hmm. place. And we opened conference play at home against Georgia Southern mm-hmm. and scored a touchdown in the last 10 seconds to win the game. Wow. Thrilling game to get to one and four. But most <laughs> importantly, get to one and oh. Yeah. And that team, after an 0 and four start, after losing to an FCS team, that team won a Sunbelt Conference championship yeah. in 2016. So you see that can happen. And once this team starts to get momentum and they start the young guys start to believe in themselves and know they can do it, that's part of it, man. They gotta they gotta know that you know they can finish what they set out to do. And I think this past week was a great example for them of, of where they are and what they can work on as they go forward. Well it's interesting you said you, you used the phrase young guys. I mean I think I saw where we've already played uh thirteen freshmen, I think eleven of them. Played in the game Saturday night. I think at one point I heard Matt Stoltz say we had seven freshmen on the field at the same time. Gosh. So uh, this, you know, you're talking about those young, talented recruiting classes that the staff has put together. Like now's the time you're starting to see that. You see these guys on the field. Mm-hmm. You kind of see what they bring to the table. Heck, come to the game to see who's going to start at quarterback. I, I think it's gonna, they take all the way to that time. I, I mean, I'm not going to give away too many secrets because I don't know them. All I can tell you this. I can look out my window and watch practice, and I saw all three quarterbacks take snaps yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know people are interested in how that's going to go, too. Hey, tell me about um, Friday night, because what is it, the Hall of Honor, right? Yeah, Hall of Honor banquet. uh, Letterman's Club puts that on. You could still get tickets to that. Uh, A good class. You know, although I'm a a little bit ticked off about this class, because, you know, Hall of Honor is supposed to be these legendary – former players, mm-hmm. especially old players, right? Sure. This Hall of Honor class has three, or has uh, four people in it. Brian McCann was playing golf at Arkansas State when I got there as a student, and the other three inductees were all athletes when I was working there, so I'm pretty hot. <laughs> this is the Hall of Honor class. You're the old guy now, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, but but uh, Brian goes in there with Candon Powell, who was an All-American thrower for our track and field program. Uh, Reggie Arnold, the monstrous coming back, uh, who played running back uh, for A State in the early 2000s, and then you know the, the 
sort of a first ballot, uh, literally, because uh, you've got to be 30 years old to be eligible to get into the Hall of Honor. Okay. And Drea Gamble, who is the only three-time player of the year mm. in Sunbelt Conference history for women's basketball, like, she just turned 30. Like, she was not 30 when they told her she was going in, but oh, she's going to wow. turn 30 by the ceremony. That's cool. So, uh, you know, one of the best players in the history of the program, she'll go in Friday night as well. So, if people want to find out more about the Hall of Honor or they want to get tickets to Saturday's game, again, it's a home game, 6 o'clock kick on Saturday night. Yep. What's the best spot to get all that info? Well, I mean, astateredwolves.com will get you any of it. If you want to buy tickets to the Hall of Honor, I'd call 972 972- Two four zero one. Okay. Uh, also, don't forget to download that A State Athletics app. A Ooh, lot man. of people, I mean, start seeing the numbers on how many push notifications or how many people those reach. And mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Uh, our folks do a really good job using those push notifications on game day to keep people up to date with what's going on. And uh, those app user numbers are just going up, up, up. So download the app. Yeah, so that app is good, and that's also a way that you can uh, get your tickets and transfer your tickets or buy tickets and keep your tickets and have you know the ticketless entry just through your phone and all that stuff. So, oh, I love it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I one thing I do have, uh, you know, I, I have some tickets that I use for marketing purposes, mm-hmm. and so there, and so like, even mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I, even I'm an app user in that like if something comes along, there's somebody being recognized, and I need to get them tickets. I grab my phone, yeah. I open the app, I go to my tickets, and I. Text them how many you know the text them their tickets to the game. That's cool. And that's not any kind of special privilege. I'm just a regular old ticket holder and app user in that case. That everybody can do the same thing. So kind of once you do it and see it done, man, it gets real easy, real fast to handle those tickets through the app. Again, y'all, he is Brad Bobo from A State Athletics. Brad, is there any truth that, to the fact that Jerry Scott, you can't get him away from the Lost Forty stuff? Is that the truth? <laughs> like all week, he's over there. You leave him alone. That's just what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. Leave that precious person <laughs> well, alone. Say, I mean, uh, I would say Jerry's been more like Lost Forty Six or Forty Seven because that's how old he is. <laughs> y'all, it's Brad Bobo, A State Athletics. We'll see you this weekend for the game, and uh, have a great day, man. All right, Wolves up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Christy Grimes, who is joining us from Our Care, getting set for the 8th Annual Grill and Chill event, which is happening on October the 19th. Christy, welcome in. Thank you. It's good to be here. How are you this morning? Nervous. What? I don't know why. What in the world are you nervous about? Have you heard us talking trash about people like the mayor and stuff like that? <laughs> Maybe. She's probably no, heard. <laughs> I saw the mayor the other day at football, and uh, we gave each other a hug. I said, just so you know, I'm busting you every day on the radio. <laughs> so we're going to bust out to your – yeah, that's a good way to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, so Christy's here today to bust out her COO of their oh. company. Oh, maybe a little bit. No. Okay. <laughs> No, so, Don't get her in trouble when I, she first walks I'm in. I'm not going to get her in trouble. Okay. We're just going to sit here and talk about business. Business. So, our care. First of all, you've been a part of our care for a minute, right? For a minute. A hot minute. When did, when did you start? Uh, July 1st, 2008. 15 years. God, that's good, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a good job. It's my God job. Yeah. All right. So, what's your what's your role with our care? I'm administrative assistant to Chris Gibson. All right. When did Chris Gibson get there? 2012. Oh, so you've been there longer than Chris Wait, has. Wait, you've been there longer than him? I have been. 
Huh, this so is we weird. need to flip these roles. Yeah, he needs to be Basically. your administrative assistant. <laughs> no, he's, I'm way better at being an assistant than trying to do his job. <laughs> is there any truth to what you said earlier, though, that you were more than qualified to replace him? Brandon, he, no, she did not. Say I did that. not say that, <laughs> Chris. You're freaking her out, Chris. She did not say that. That's what you get on your first interview. Yeah. Wow. No, so he's the, gonna be like, you're not going back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but our care, and you know, it's like we've heard of our care for a long time for people who don't know kind of the mission of our care what's its purpose around the state of arkansas its purpose is to serve the least the last and the lost we want to we want to offer health care for all so we want because of what we offer we want the richest the rich and the poorest of the poor to be able to come into our clinics and still get excellent health care mm. yeah you know it's sad when you hear that oh i can't afford to go to the doctor uh-huh. or i don't have insurance or somebody didn't go and do their mammogram because they they didn't it's have insurance. Yeah. like all that kind of stuff when you hear that and then maybe you don't think about that being reality but there's a lot of people who are either uninsured or underinsured in arkansas yes they are but we have a solution to that we have insurance representatives that are in our clinics that can bring that patient in that doesn't have any insurance and they can see where they fall. How can they help them get insurance? Um, We offer a discount program. So it's based on your income and how many is in your home. And so it Mm. will be based on that. And they can still, they can still get healthcare, good Mm. quality healthcare. No. And I think that's so important when you think about like, because I I know like, and we have insurance here at our company, right? But it's high. Mm -hmm. Like insurance can be high. Like if you're not, if you're I mean, even like with us making decent money, you know, it it can be expensive. So we know there's a lot of people out there, especially larger families or maybe one income families that might be underserved. Uh, One of the things that's going on with uh, the event that you guys have coming up, the Grill and Chill, and I love this, is your goal is to help raise some money and and to fundraise so you can help the homeless community. Yes. Why do you think that's something so important uh, for what we're doing right now? Well, I think it, you know, for me, I'm just here in Jonesboro, but you're seeing more and more and more of it. And so wherever we can help and we can provide that need, um, we can give them a place to go. Sure. I mean, we offer behavioral health. Mm-hmm. We um, we can get that taken care of and maybe even help get them where they're off the streets, you yeah. know, but their health is what we're, we want to take care of the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Ooh, that's great. <clears throat> One of the things that I think of when I, when we see people who are homeless, you know, you automatically feel sorry for those people, right? And you're like, oh gosh, I'm very fortunate to have what I have. Sometimes we get caught up in the day to day and we don't see that. We mm-hmm. all poor pitiful me, but there's people obviously who have it worse. Um, but you think about those people that when they were young, they never dreamed that they would have to be homeless. They never dreamed there wasn't going to be a roof over their head. They never dreamed they couldn't afford health care. All the different things that happen. Sometimes life just does mm-hmm. deal you an unfair hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you don't know the stories of those people until you talk to them. And most of us don't take the time to right. learn. Right. So this event that's going to be coming up, uh, the Grill and Chill, the eighth annual Grill and Chill happens at the silos. Tell us yes. what's going to be happening that day. Well, we've got a live band, so we're super excited about that. It's sold out there. I believe they're out of Memphis. So yeah. then um, we're really excited that we'll have the 360 photo booth, but Mel's oh. will be catering. Ooh. Yeah. So hey. you got steaks. We got out. steak and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. That's good. So you get a meal. You'll have some drinks. Um, it's just really laid back. And, you know, you can uh, network mm-hmm. and see where we can help someone else or where we can help them um, and just really raise that money to to be able to disaster relief, mm-hmm. you know, whatever 
is the need yep. that we can we can help reach it. So I heard, or and you can tell me if this is right or not, that like you know we we were all um, aware of the tornadoes that came through Wynn, right? right. Was it March thirty first, Kelly? Mm-hmm. That yes. Wynn's her hometown. Uh, and our care was there. Yeah. Like as soon as that was going on, you guys were prepping to go and help, and, yeah. and boom, boots on the street, boots on the ground. Yep, and making sure we could help wherever we needed. If those, if there was anybody needing any immediate assistance with their health care, then mm-hmm. we were able to do that. We were, we were just whatever the need was, we could meet it. So, like clinic wise, uh, if you go to the our care website, like there's a bunch of them. We like, yeah. All yep. over. All over. From here to northwest to northeast. I mean, Bentonville, Springdale. I mean, um, I think we've got – caught me off guard. No, yeah, like, but, but no we've got like yeah. Valley View. We've got mm-hmm. Valley View and then uh, four here in Jonesboro and then Lake City and then Wynn and Park. It just shows, and, though, yeah. how big the need is. Yes. Right. Yes. So uh, if people want to find out more about our care, maybe there's somebody who's like, man, I need, you know, I need to be able to go and do health care stuff. I don't have insurance. Where can they find information? Is there a website they can go to? Yes, to they can go to um, www.rcare.net and yep. it will take them right there. And they can, it's got a little button there. It says location so they can scroll through and see where, what's closest to them. But we also offer transportation as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. So Ooh. we have four pillars. It's uh, education, transportation, wellness, and economic development wow. is what our foundation is for. Wow. And we're raising money for the foundation with the 8th annual Grill and Chill event, which is going to happen on Thursday, October the 19th at the Silos in Bono, which is a beautiful place to go and do things. Like I, I was at a wedding there a couple of months ago, and it was awesome. Uh, again, it's going to be dinner. It's going to be beverages, live music by Sold Out, the photo booth, and just fun and networking. And it's a night to get out mm-hmm. and escape the normal routine of life. If people want to get tickets for the Grill and Chill event, where can they get those? They can contact me at 870-919-4790, or they can email me at christy.grimes at rcare.net. All right. Hey, great uh, to see you this morning. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll tell Chris that you guys are going to reverse roles for a month <laughs> and see how it goes. <laughs> christy Grimes joins us from Care on the K-Fine Breakfast Club Powered by Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. (laughs) We're joined this morning by a very special guest in the studio. He is Rodney Poff from Occasions Magazine, back in studio again this (laughs) week. Yeah, you can't do anything when he when he has access to buttons over there. He knows how to push them. Uh, He sure does. Hey, nobody cussed this week at, at the game. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that, man. Are you Good proud job. of me for that? Yeah. No, it wasn't me that did it the first week. <laughs> <I was. laughs> no, so one of the first people who who sends me a text is this guy, mm-hmm. and then he's texting me before this past weekend's game, reminding me not to let words slip out of other people. Right, like you told the person to say it. Well, I wouldn't put it past him. No, I would not. Well, actually, do that. Rodney, Rodney's Brandon. I wouldn't Rodney's say, hey, right. see if you can slip this one in. That's right. <laughs> this will be what people remember for years. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there is football this week. We talked to Brad Bobo just a little bit ago. They're going to have like the first 1,000 people through the turnstiles are going to get a hat, like a, a trucker hat with the Greenway logo and an A-State oh, cool. logo. So cool. That's pretty cool. All right. You need to get there early. You're a yep. big supporter of Arkansas State. Yes, sir. You're there pretty much every game, right? Yeah. Full family experience? Yeah. Um, unless, I mean, like, you know, the old days when we'd have Tuesday and Thursday night games, mm-hmm. yeah, those are I would be there, but a lot of times Audrey wouldn't. But yeah, uh, yeah. no, it's we're it's, we're a state man. Well, it's where the community comes together. <clears throat> like when you when you go there and you see so many different people. Like a lot of people, I don't see until it's like football mm-hmm. season. It's right. like, hey, now we're all back together again. Yeah. So 
Uh, anyway, so Rodney comes in. He represents Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, again, on the cover of Occasions. Jeff and Julie Purinton uh, shot inside Centennial Bank Stadium as they celebrate 50 seasons of the stadium. Uh, hey, you guys, too, are celebrating with Occasions. I've seen that you guys have you know, done a couple of different deals to kind of celebrate. What is it, 20 years? 20 years. Wow. Yeah. It was 20 years in August, yeah. And did you get an award or something? Did they give you something? Did they recognize you for something? Uh, FOA did. Um, That's Michael Weaver's doesn't count. Brandon? What? Oh, my gosh. What? It doesn't count. You, I love Michael Weaver's, but you're you not do? mean to him. I'm not mean yes, to him. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. Did y'all play golf last week? Yes, we did. How good was he? We played golf last week. Who won? I did. Oh. Is he... He's more. He's working on it. He is. He's getting a lot better, man. Oh, is he pretty? Good? Yeah. <clears throat> Has he ever uh, done any paintings for your house? No. You ever seen Titanic? Don't. I already know what you're going to say. I was just thinking that no. when, yes. when you, you could, you know, Michael no. Weavers could paint like if Rodney. You were, if you Rodney, rose. yes. <laughs> On the Paint couch. Me like one of your French guys. Yes. Yeah. Or just like wee wee. <laughs> Brandon, oh my. We are live. We don't want that. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Okay. Did you forget people actually are listening? Uh huh. They are. Huh? <laughs> no, so anyway, Rodney comes in from Jonesboro Occasions <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> and Ooh. we talk about the events that are happening. He's blushing already, uh, which is pretty much what I try to do. I mm-hmm. live for embarrassing Rodney. <laughs> you talking about me blushing? You you showed me the picture Mm-mm. of uh, your head, Brandon, uh, yeah. where it looked like his his blood pressure had gone up to like one ninety. <laughs> looked like a oompa loompa. There, Shane Spites was concerned. That's the reason he sent me that. He's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Shane, I was pushing." Oh, you know, like I'm getting people motivated and stuff like that. It must have been right after he yelled. It looked I, from behind because it was somehow who, who takes a picture of somebody from behind, right? It, it could have been right after the F-bombs. It could have been that yeah. too. <laughs> but it's funny because I either look like a giant tomato, right? That's one thing it could be. Or uh, like you said, maybe an Oompa Loompa, possibly. Yeah, hmm. not yeah. my best look. But uh, anyway, what's happening around the area as, uh, as uh, we go th- uh, throughout the next uh, couple of days? Well, starting tomorrow, uh, the, the fair is in town. That's right. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday would be the carnival, and then there'll be the Sunday break, and then starting Monday, they'll have the full uh, fair for the rest of the week through all, Saturday. All parents with young kids say yay. Well, here's the thing about the, about the fair, because kids love the rides. My uh-huh. wife loves the rides. I love the food. Yeah. Like, I just want to go there and, like, what have they concocted uh, I just, this year? I, I just want that. I just want the uh, the corn, man. You go there for the corn. Oh, the corn. The The, the, corn on the cob. Corn. Yeah. You go to the fair for the corn. That roasted corn is good. You want to say that how many times? No, but like. Brandon, I go to the fair. No, I I go for everything, but. Yeah. Funnel cakes and corn. You ever go to People Watch? Always. The fair is a fun place to People Watch, dude. Sure. Anyway, so that's actually kicking off tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's right. And then uh, Friday through Monday, the Foundation of Arts will present The Music Man at the Forum Theater in downtown Jonesboro. Tickets may be purchased online or at the Forum box office. You can call 935-2726 or go to foajonesboro.org. So the music, man, is that piano? I would assume there's piano in that, right? Yeah. What you think? Yeah. yeah. Did you know Michael Weewers in a past life was a great pianist? He was back when uh, a couple of years ago he did that, where he started painting. Hmm. That's what I heard. Hmm. So No, music, I didn't know that. Yeah. The music man with FOA what? He likes to play the piano. That's what I'm talking about, a pianist. Uh, <clears throat> and then Saturday, uh, the Craighead County Jonesboro what? Public Library will host, I just love to give you dead air. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 
uh, will host uh, the Hispanic Heritage Month Festival on the front lawn from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Again, that's Saturday. Uh, the event will include food, arts and crafts, music, and more. Uh, for information on that, you can call 935-5133 or go to libraryinjonesboro.org. That's awesome, yeah. And you mentioned uh, 6 o'clock Saturday uh, kickoff. Wolves up. Yes, sir. I but I, I really wish we could play Stony Brook every week. <laughs> I know. I really right? do. <laughs> no, that'd be great. Again, it takes the pressure off everything. No, um, but yeah, so it's it's Southern Miss this weekend, right. and that means it's the first game in conference. We talked to Bobo about that a few minutes ago. It's a big it's a big deal for us because yes, it is. if we win all the conference games, it's a it's a game changer. You know, we'll it, see what happens. Definitely, definitely. And then just a, a quick reminder also, um, the 29th, Friday and Saturday the 30th, the Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue Fest. It'll begin at 10 o'clock on Friday. Uh, the festival will include a barbecue competition, uh, live entertainment, food trucks, vendors, and more. You can go to downtownjonesboro.com or go, uh, call 919-6176. It's a big deal. It's two nights of free music. Priscilla mm-hmm. Block's going to be there. Jamison Rogers on the Saturday night. Shane Prophet's going to be there. Tim McCall and the Tambourine Band is going to play on Saturday <laughs> night as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun with the... Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue and Music Festival. I just had a visual. <laughs> there you go. Or the bongos. Did, did I sure. also see that uh, <laughs> Travis Tritt's son? Oh, Tristan Tritt. Yeah. yeah. Is that Travis Tritt's son? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. That's cool. That's cool. So anyway, you can check out uh, jonesboroocasions.com to check out the latest issue of Occasions magazine, or uh, you can always pick them up at uh, a retailer or a business near you. As Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro.com event roster. Pop off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Welcome back to the show, Doc. Thanks. Glad to be back and talking to you guys. Hey, man, I, I want to thank you. You know, we say, uh, you know, you're our vet. We, we've said that forever, and it's the truth. And last week, uh, Murphy Lee had the chance to come in, and uh, Leslie dropped him off, and she said, because and Murphy hates the car. I'm not exactly sure why he hates riding, but he loves his destination of vet care. She says he gets Aww. so excited to run up those steps and go inside. Yeah, he was he was a happy camper when we saw him last week. So got his new haircut, got his, uh, I guess, his annual vaccines and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was just a great experience. We always have a great experience with uh, your staff there at Vet Care. So if somebody's looking for a new veterinarian, nobody comes more highly recommended than Dr. Kevin Reed. So uh, what's Thank happening? You. What's happening next door, man? Uh, we're just doing a few little drop-off treatments, and then our point, appointment's going to start in about uh, 30 minutes. So uh, we've got a good start to a Wednesday. So you say drop-off treatments what's that uh we have some pets that are dropped off you know if they're needing diagnostics or i've uh, got a couple of dogs that we're beginning uh, uh, starting heartworm treatment on and um, they were here dropped off because we like to observe them you know after that injection we like to observe them for several hours mm-hmm. and um, you know then we have some routines uh routine vaccines and wellness checks Hey, so for like heartworms, how is that something that happens to to animals 
but not humans. Do, do, what's the difference here? You know, apparently, um, and there have been cases reported in people. Uh, they don't actually get the full-blown heartworm disease, but apparently the larva can migrate and it's arrested usually. It doesn't complete the life cycle, but it's arrested usually in the lung tissue. And uh, I've read some reports where, you know, uh, they see a lesion, you know, on a radiograph or an MRI or some, some type of diagnostic uh, um, method. And uh, they go in and, you know, take a biopsy or remove it. And then when it's examined, it turns out to be an arrested heartworm larva. Hmm. It doesn't happen very common. Apparently, we're not, you know, definitely not a, a primary host for the, um, that particular species of filarial worms, but uh, uh, humans do get other filarial worms, especially in some of the tropical countries. Um, but it's pretty much uh, um, only in canines, and you can also see it in ferrets hmm. and cats. So is it literally <clears throat> like a worm? Is it really like a living, breathing Moving. thing, or is it just something that looks like a worm? No, it's actually a long, slender worm. They're usually anywhere from four to six or seven inches long. Uh, female worms are usually larger than male worms, and they actually reside uh, usually in the right ventricle of the heart and also in the pulmonary arteries. So can the animal, like, let's say it's a dog, for instance, because, you know, I guess we have a cat at my house too, but uh, let's say that, um, you know, it's in there in a dog or whatever. Can they feel that? Can they actively feel that sensation or is it so small that they can't feel it? No, I don't think they'll feel it. Uh, there's probably not any kind in within the heart and the blood vessels. There's really not any kind of, you know, nerve receptors that would, you know, hmm. let them detect physical presence of the adult worms. Um, but you know, enough of them uh, mature and develop in the heart and lungs, and then, you know, then they can start having symptoms, uh, coughing. Uh, the presence of the worms inside the pulmonary arteries cause um, thickening, uh, roughening of the interior lining of the artery, and, as, and that can lead to narrowing. Uh, platelets can clump around uh, these areas, and, and, you know, that can result in some increased uh, pressure uh, measurements in those arteries. Uh, the common clinical sign we see is coughing, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it can actually lead if they get enough of them. It can a uh, right-sided heart failure. Yeah, poor babies. Again, that's something you know we hear people say, "Oh, fleas and ticks and heartworms, fleas and ticks and heartworms." And sometimes we hear it so much that we don't really probably pay attention to how serious that can be. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a big problem here because the the vector that transmits. Uh, the infective larva to the dogs or cats or ferrets is the mosquito. And, you know, we have our share of, fair share of mosquitoes around here. Yeah. Hey, think about that with your pets. Make sure you're on preventative care. And, and Kevin will tell you all the time that it's much, it's much more cost effective to do the preventative maintenance as opposed to having to go in for the treatments. Exactly. Always. So what else you have for us today for Wet Nose Wednesday? Uh, this is I just, just a kind of a thumbnail sketch, but there's, five probably top five overlooked pet health problems okay and i think it's important for any pet owner to be aware of um we've talked about them individually before but this will just be a thumbnail sketch of it but probably the number one overlooked health uh, problem in our pets is dental care mm -hmm. and studies show that 80 percent of pets have some form of dental disease by the age of three. Oh gosh so, 
20 dogs and cats uh, in a day, 16 of them, if they're over three years old, are probably going to have some kind of uh, dental issue, you know, either dental tartar, gingivitis, periodontal disease, loose teeth. And, you know, if you don't jump on the dental problems early, you can have some serious consequences. You know, you, you know, a mild uh, or a low scenario, low case scenario would be, you know, the tooth may just become loose. Mm-hmm. But then that can lead to painful chewing and eventually they'll lose that tooth. But if they get gingivitis and have some uh, extreme periodontal disease, just the bacteria around the gum line can get into the bloodstream. It can go, you know, to the heart, kidneys, liver, and, you know, you can have some secondary issues there. So, um, you know, we do a lot of dental procedures during the week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty staggering to think that eight out of 10 pets uh, will have, have some form of dental disease. Yes, yeah, well. So that's important thing you know lift the lift the lip of your pet look on the outside of the teeth you see this brown yellowish brown crust or inflamed gums or even loose teeth root exposure of the teeth you know they ought to be examined pretty quickly to try to you know try to take care of the problem at hand and prevent any further problems all right so again no yeah kevin has the most overlooked pet uh, pet health problems what's number two number two lumps and bumps and, you know, I will say any new lump or bump that you notice should get get checked out. If they have some existing uh, masses on their skin or under their skin, um, you know, and they in, uh, change in size, you ought to have your pet examined then. You know, it could be simple as an in- infection, a reaction to a bite or something, you know, a foreign body in the skin or under the skin. Or, you know, it could be a form of cancer. And, you know, they can be benign. We see a lot of benign cancerous growth on the skin of dogs, especially as they become middle-aged or older. Or they can be, you know, malignant and become pretty aggressive. Um, So most of them are not very serious. But, you know, if we catch it, you know, a malignant one, uh, catch it early, you know, we may have a lot better outcome than if it continues to increase in size, possibly spread to other parts of the body. So always, uh, you know, just get them checked out. We see commonly a lot of uh, lipomas, which are benign, mm-hmm. uh, fatty tumors. They just kind of feel a little squishy under the skin. They can get really big, uh, and sometimes they need to be removed if they're near a leg and interfering with, you know, with the locomotion of the pet. Uh, but that's, that's probably the number two thing we see. Okay. Number three is weight. Fifty-four percent of dogs and cats in the United States are overweight or obese, and you know, like we've talked about before, extra weight has same serious consequences that we see in people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're at increased risk for osteoarthritis, uh, insulin resistance, which can lead to type two diabetes, high blood pressure, um, heart and respiratory disease, uh, makes them prone to possible ligament injuries, uh, kidney disease, and actually can increase the risk for cancer. Um, and this is a pretty uh, eye-opening statistic, but being overweight decreases a pet's life expectancy by up to two and a half years. Oh, my gosh. And you know, significant. If, you know, your pet's with you uh, 12 to 15 years and you're saying just because it's obese or overweight, you know, lose two and a half years uh, mm-hmm. of their life, you know, that's a significant time that you could spend with your pet. So, you know, do everything you can to... Uh, to keep them at an ideal weight, 
especially as they get older. There's some excellent uh, weight maintenance, weight reduction diets out that make it a lot easier. Of course, activity helps, uh, exercise, you know, anything you can do, just, you know, anything that can help with weight loss in people, you know, consider that for your pet. Right. The number four that I see probably at least once a day, if not more, are ear issues. Uh, an external ear infection is one of the most common things uh, that, that pets uh, present for. And, you know, it can have multiple causes. It can be allergic in origin, bacterial, fungal, like a yeast infection, or even parasitic. Uh, dogs and cats get a little microscopic mite called ear mite. Mm-hmm. And uh, the symptoms for any of these can include shaking in the head, scratching at the ears, you know, a, a bad odor to the ears, a discharge redness on the inside of the ear, holding the head in an abnormal position, you know, leaning forward to one side or the other, or the ear maybe if it's normally upright and they may, the dog may try to hold it down. And, you know, ear infections generally are not life-threatening, but imagine if you had a constant uh, irritation in your ear and you wanted to scratch at it all the time. They're very uncomfortable, and, you know, the pet has to be miserable when they're experiencing that. So, right, for sure. Uh, very to have them checked out if they start having issues with their ears. And number five doesn't seem like a big thing, but it really is, and that's water intake. If you pay attention to the water intake, that's probably one of the most important things that you can do on a daily basis because changes in that, whether it's increased or decreased water intake, can be a sign of many problems, Um, kidney disease, diabetes, high thyroid hormone levels, uh, lower urinary problems like bladder infections, uh, liver disease, systemic infections, Cushing's syndrome, Cushing's disease, which is a hyperadrenal corticism where the adrenal glands produce too much cortisol in the body, and that can lead to some, some life-threatening type conditions. So, you know, it's an easy thing to do. If all of a sudden you see a, a, a drastic change in your pet's water intake, um, it would be a good idea to have them checked out immediately. Again, the top five most overlooked pet health uh, problems. Dr. Kevin Reed sees right next door. He's always here with great advice on Wet Nose Wednesday. And, y'all, he is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare, vet-care.com, and on Facebook when you search VetCare Jones World. Dr. Reed, thanks for your help with Murphy. And we will talk to you back here next Wednesday. Hey, have a great Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by Shawnee Wilson, who is here representing the NEA Children's Advocacy Center. Their masquerade ball happens in October. Shawnee, welcome into the studio. Thanks so much. Unfortunately, you've known Kelly for a long time, Brandon. right? I have known <sighs> Kelly for a long time. Hey, she's a good girl. Come yeah. on now. Mm-hmm. Shawnee, have you known her for a long time? I've known her for a long time. Listen. So you knew each other from when? I did, yes. Right. So did you know her mom? Stomping grounds. She yeah. probably had my mom in class. Yes. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How about Gwen for the win? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're weird. You've been waiting to say okay. that. Yes. Hey, so I would always mess with her about her mother. And then one day I got this package at the radio station. I'm like, what is this? You know, because like, 
do you open stuff that somebody just sends you? <laughs> and I open this package and there's a frame. I can only see it from behind. It's like a red heart frame. And I'm, I thought, oh my gosh, my wife's going to kill me over this. And I turn it over and it's a picture of Gwen, Kelly's mom, <laughs> in the middle of the red heart frame. Because he had been saying, how's your mom? Does she know that I think she's hot? Kelly's say, mom has got it going on. Yeah, <laughs> and he would say all that stuff. And then so she was funny about it and sent him a picture to put on his desk. I love that Gwen. It's yes. still there. Awesome. It is still it. there. Mm-hmm. I don't have a picture of Kelly and mom office but i have a picture of her gosh that's great Uh, anyway so hey tell me about uh the nea children's advocacy center because uh you've been the director for a little over a year why is this something that you wanted to kind of pour your life into you know so one in ten children are abused uh sexually abused before they're 18 Mm. oh my gosh yeah that's a horrible number that's a horrible number i didn't realize it was that high Yes, it is. Gosh. Um, so we're on track to see about 400 kids this year. So we serve all of NEA. Um, but our primary wow. mission at the CAC is to provide a coordinated response to child abuse that empowers children um, and families through intervention, treatment, and mm. prevention. So in essence, we serve as a sanctuary right. for those in need, um, offering services ranging from forensic interviews mm-hmm. uh, to medical exams and therapeutic interventions. I had no clue the number was that high. Yes. Um, and to think you said there's 400 kids that are going to be effective this year that need help. Yes. Mm, I mean, wow. more than that. That's just no, how sure. many that we're, we're on track to see. That you know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot more than that. Um, almost 2,000 usually that oh my gosh. reports that come in. So so typically are these, when you, when you get these reports, I'm sure you have to see horrific stuff. Is it typically from people that the kids are familiar with? It's not necessarily just somebody who was a stranger or something? Most of the time, yes. Which is almost more concerning because these kids are trusting kids. So then for you guys, how do you help these kids who have been in situations that are horrific? So um, we have advocacy services Mm -hmm. under our roof. Um, We also have forensic interviews. So we have trained professionals that walk them through um, kind of telling their story, you know, on their terms. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have medical um, exams. And so that's a forensic medical exam. We're the only one in the state or I say in the state in any A that can do that um, for children. Uh, so basically, that's a rape kit, you know? Yeah. So, um, so like, let's say a kid says something happened. You guys are there to kind of step in and, and let, let, maybe they can't even explain it because yeah. they're they're young mm-hmm. and, and you guys are and there that to help them. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we, we see kids from one all the way to 18. Okay. So tell me why this is a job that you feel so powerful for. Because to me, I, I think of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd be sad all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the kids need a voice. Yeah. Uh, someone who cares about them, someone who um, embraces them, helps them feel strong and empowered. Um, and it's it's such um, an issue mm-hmm. that I wanted to I wanted to help. You know, I want to lay my head on my pillow at night and feel like that I help more than just me and my family. Yeah, that's amazing. <clears throat> so uh, funding wise, uh, is this something that is funded through the government? Is this something we have to raise funds for? We have to raise funds for it. So we do have grants available that you know help us through our services, but we also uh, depend on uh, donations mm-hmm. and fundraisers just like the one I'm going to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about that because I remember when you guys first started talking about the Masquerade Ball, it was a couple of years ago, right? Yes. And this was an organization that was kind of new to me, and it was an event that was going to be new to the area. And I remember, like, uh, they put you guys on the cover of Occasions Magazine, all this different stuff. But then the pandemic hit, right? Then the pandemic hit, yes. And we had to postpone for two years. And so our first annual happened last year in April. um, And so our second annual is this year in October. 
So when you have a masquerade ball, tell me kind of why that was a vision. Like, why is that something you thought was going to be fun? Because, you know, there, there's a lot of people who do different things mm-hmm. to try to raise money. And we, we want to make sure that, you know, people can come in and raise money. But we want them to have fun, too, because that's how we engage more people. Why was this the way you guys wanted to go? So there's a quote by Mari Robbins that's um, behind every mask, there's a face and mm-hmm. then there's a story. Yeah. That's good. So with the masquerade ball, does that mean like paint the picture of what I would have to do if I were coming to the masquerade ball? Paint the picture for me. So you'd have to buy your tickets. Okay. um, And it is Saturday, October the 7th. It's on Arkansas State University's campus campus in Centennial Hall. That's a nice spot. Cocktail attire. So dress up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be hungry. So we have heavy hors d'oeuvres. Um, we'll also have uh, music and entertainment, and we're also given the Protector of the Year Award Ooh. at this event. So, Brandon, you could dress up as the Phantom of the Opera. Could. You could have on yeah. a suit, yeah. and then you could wear the Phantom mask yeah. and just not say anything the whole night. Well, the ladies would love me dressed like that. You think they? so? Yeah. Be like, who's that guy? He yes. is so awesome. The, who's Let's the take the mask off him. <laughs> yes. So the heavy hors d'oeuvres, what does that mean? Walk me through like what could be heavy hors d'oeuvres. Do you know yet? Do you know what's on the menu? Yes, but um, I can't remember. So I know, I know we've got like shrimp, and then there's um, a spinach dip, and then there's a charcuterie tower that a state is building for us with fruits and veggies, and you know all the all the fixings. Mm So the so. idea is, is we get to go again, uh, and we like to talk about events like this where we get to come together, we get to have fun, all for a good cause. Yes. And the music, we can Such dance. Such a good cause. No, that's Such what a, it is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're coming together. You know, every ticket purchased, every dollar donated means extended support and resources and a louder voice for those children that need it the most. Yeah. Think about those kids. Think about if that was a kid in your family, um, you know, how you would want to be able to be there to help them. Absolutely. And think about the voiceless, the kids who, who don't have somebody to stand there and kind of champion their cause. And it's also helpful that you guys understand the situation because you're trained for it. Trained you know, for it. It's one thing to, for us to say, oh, I'm going to go try to help, but we're not trained for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's very delicate. Yes. So, again, it's the NEA Children's Advocacy Center and the Masquerade Ball. It happens October the 7th on the campus of Arkansas State at Centennial Hall. So, Shawnee, if people want to get tickets, where can they get the tickets? Go www.cacball.com or you can get on our Facebook page and it's NEA Children's Advocacy Center. All right. Great job this morning. Awesome. It's Thank good to you. See you. Yes. And again, the Masquerade Ball happens on October the 7th. Shawnee Wilson joins us in studio this morning on the K Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Wake up, y'all. Wake up. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Hey, don't forget we have a podcast. You guys can check us out wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, all those different places. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? America's Got Talent, MasterChef, the first season finale of Superfan on CBS with Kelsey Ballerini. Uh, And this is a big time thing because of Kim Kardashian. American Horror Story comes out tonight. It's the 12th season premiere. This season is called AHS Delicate. Emma Roberts is desperate desperate for motherhood. After many failed IVF attempts, Kim Kardashian is her best friend. So Kim is in this season. So she's really in it. Yeah. It's not somebody playing Kim Kardashian. No, it's Kim Kardashian. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. So that's what's on tonight. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.